Hi everybody, I'm so excited to have this uh, second episode of the One Network Show, the brand new Semtech podcast featuring Laura One public operators all over the world. You know what? The first episode was a compelling one, but this one might be better. We don't know. Let's see. So today we are featuring Evernet in Spain. Evernet is a LoRaWAN public operator that is not only in Spain, but we will see later. Today we welcome and we are honored to welcome Manuel Maese. He is the director of business development at Evernet Spain. And Antonio, hello, Manuel. How are you? Good, very good, very good. Very nice, very nice to be here. And Antonio Terlizzi, that is the global head of sale at Evernet. Sir, Antonio, how do you feel? Good, good, Remy. And uh, thank you for the well, warm uh, welcome. So first, I will let you guys introduce yourself and your company before we did dive into uh, your uh, very interesting project in Spain. So maybe Manuela, you want to start? Sure. So I, I'm Manuel Maese. I'm a, the director of uh, business development for Evernet in Spain. And uh, I just joined the company a year ago. And uh, we are uh, busy expanding the coverage of our network and getting clients and, 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 and partners in the network. Cool. And Antonio, I will let you introduce yourself and also introduce Evernet, right? Yeah, sure. So first of all, uh, Remy, thank you for inviting us to this uh, podcast. And uh, let me first of all congratulate with you because this is a, another exciting activity that you are putting on top of many other activities that you are running and you are running the past years. And I really, really hope that uh, telling these great stories uh, will, you know, emphasize more and more how the LoRaWAN ecosystem is growing, uh, both in, in terms of uh, footprint and also connected devices. So as you uh, said before, my name is Antonio Terlizzi and I'm VP of sales uh, in Evernet. I joined the company five years ago and, and my God, many, many <laughs> things has happened since then. And today, Evernet is uh, probably the largest carrier-grade network, uh, neutral host, LoRaWAN network provider. We have uh, uh, national rollouts in three different continents, but we we're going to talk uh, about uh, our global presence uh, in a bit. And uh, yeah, that's more or less uh, my, my person and, uh, and Evernet in a uh, few sentences. Thank you, Antonio. So you know that the audience could, couldn't wait more to know more about, Manuel, uh, what type of network uh, are you deploying in Spain? Right. So um, we typically partner with uh, infrastructure uh, companies, with infrastructure company, uh, uh, tower companies. And in the case of Spain, uh, we partner with the largest one, American Tower. American Tower of Spain is the one that bought the towers of Telefonica. So they have more than 11,000 sites all throughout Spain. And uh, we started the rollout of, the, of, a, of a public LoRaWAN network in 2020. Uh, we started with the largest two cities, Madrid and Barcelona. 
Uh, during the pandemic, we expanded and densified different areas to support some projects, in, in, in especially with water and gas uh, utilities. And we started expanding our coverage in other cities, uh, such as Malaga, Seville, Valencia, Bilbao, and, uh, and other municipalities around or wherever the projects will be. You know? uh, so, so far, we are covering more than 40 uh, municipalities in Spain. And our network is uh, it continues to grow depending on what the uh, what the what the projects are or where the projects take us. So different customers have needs in different areas, and um, we evaluate each project and we uh, expand or densify areas depending on the project. No, um, so for us uh, the the real big difference and advantage is that the partnership with American Tower uh, through which we can go and cover. Uh, projects all over Spain, uh, all, all over uh, the, the peninsula and the islands, and uh, we can really reach them in a very uh, fast fashion. Okay, clear. So, Antonio, we've discussed the strategy for years. Uh, you know that I'm obsessed what uh, I call the unique uh, competitive value on the market. It's kind of creating a niche, but for you, it's a big niche that you created with your uh, specificities in terms of business model. So how are you unique, Antonio, in terms of uh, uh, one operators? Yeah, so we tested uh, this approach uh, back in 2018 when we launched the first network in Brazil with American Tower. And uh, our business model is neutral host. So in other terms, what we do in every net, we provide an, a wide and dense network coverage. And we allow for parties to become a, what we call a LoRaWAN network operator. So they can come in and act uh, really literally as a service provider. So they can be uh, more focused in deploying their products and their solutions. While we at DevriNet, we take care of uh, the hustle of in investing uh, in building up a network and especially maintaining it through a 24-7 network operations center. And uh, you cannot imagine how difficult it is not only building a network, but especially maintaining it with the carrier grade SLAs and, uh, and KPIs coming from, uh, from a different customer. So you know, in all a sense, what we do, we sell coverage and connectivity at zero, zero capex and at very reduced opex. And, uh, and moreover, Evernet offers the global reach uh, globally, as we will discuss uh, later on. Okay. Manuel, what type of customers, what type of use case do you enable on this uh, network? Right. So as Antonio just mentioned, we are a neutral host carrier. And so we work through uh, resellers or LoRa operators uh, that, that, uh, that, that, that sell the uh, LoRa solutions to the customer, uh, some MNOs as well, or some uh, system integrators or solution providers, basically. Uh, so we provide them with our ready coverage, but also our expertise in different projects and global competence to support all of their IoT projects, right? Uh, so the largest clients for those system integrators or resellers and such are coming from the uh, water and gas utilities, uh, which we can support thanks to the uh, wide and dense coverage. You know, they, they require 
quite some deep indoor coverage that we're able to provide with uh, LoRaWAN. Um, and there's also a, a, a large number of projects coming up from the municipalities on, on all sorts of smart city projects like waste management, uh, smart parking, uh, street lights, uh, smart irrigation, um, air, air quality or, or pollution measurements. Uh, that, th those sort of projects are also coming uh, through. So it's it's a Manuel, it's a very good illustration of what Laura One has been building from the ground up. It's not a surprise what you are saying today. It's that I guess that Laura One has been uh, built to foster business model innovation, right? So you have any type of customer. It can be an enterprise. It can be a an operator. It can be a smart city. Exactly. And, and the connectivity, the coverage is the first step or the first building block for that creation of different business models. Yes. Okay. And I, I also see that uh, you are very successful uh, in utilities. Uh, so it's all about LoRaWAN behind. Maybe Antonio, how LoRaWAN made you successful or is making you successful because the life is not... Uh, It's not the end of the project. It's just the beginning as you expand moving forward. Antonio, how LoRaWAN is probably a technology that uh, accelerates your growth? Yeah. So is, uh, let's say <clears throat> there are two things that are very key. First of all is the flexibility of the technology. Uh, and second is the technology itself. So if we look at uh, all the... Uh, connectivity types in the market, and especially in the LP1 technologies uh, that are uh, adopted uh, this time, um, LoRaWAN is uh, become a key technology when it comes to uh, battery life and connectivity range, and especially uh, deep indoor penetration. So for that reason, our um, business model, the fact that we partner up with a tower company, that we have the possibility to, to cover and densify areas where uh, utilities has you know, gas and water meters, and maybe underground, give us uh, uh, a value add, give us the chance and the possibility to cover basically to reach the, all the SLA and KPIs that the utilities are, uh, are asking to, to the network operator. And we have to think about these, these large projects where the duration of the project itself is very, very long. So let's take, for example, uh, water metering project. So the battery, the consumption of the battery basically has to be the same as the entire life cycle of the meter. So when they go and change the meter in the field, uh, they, they will change everything once uh, every 10 or even 15 years. So the battery has to last for 15 years. <clears throat> Otherwise, the total cost of ownership of a, of a project may double versus the, the, uh, the prognosis and the, and the budgetary uh, estimation. So in fact, in this case, uh, LoRaWAN uh, is becoming more and more the, the world de facto standard uh, when it comes to the, to the utility space. And again, because the battery life and deep penetration, deep indoor penetration, uh, play a significant role in the overall total cost of ownership. So Antonio, you are just talking about long-term uh, deployments. 
So we are, LoRaWAN is not a standard that is sunsetting its uh, versions every five to six years. So that's probably the demand of the market today. It's to deliver uh, evergreen or sustainable business model. I also heard that uh, you are trying to kind of save water. So what about your ESG uh, objective? Uh, I guess that our North Star is to uh, protect the planet, uh, improve people's life, and also develop local economies for sure. But could you develop on this, Antonio? Yeah, uh, maybe Manuel, you can take this one. Uh, of sure. course, Everint is very keen in, in ESG. Sure. Sure. So uh, this uh, talks uh, mainly about the benefits, not just for the companies or even the utilities or municipalities uh, using the technology or in these projects, but also about the, the final customers or uh, citizens, basically, right? So in the case of the water metering or gas metering, uh, it can help in saving uh, these uh, resources. In the case of water, obviously, it can detect water leakages um, in the water pipes. Uh, but it can also save lives through uh, some uh, gas leak detections so that it avoids explosions before they happen. Um, in the case of the consumer, the final consumer, uh, just by allowing them to have access to their, uh, not uh, their immediate monthly or even weekly uh, readings of their consumption, uh, may make them intuitively more uh, prone to, to save, to, to minimize their water or gas uh, consumption. Right. Um, it also saves uh, in, in, in a smart city environment, it can save people time, citizens time when they are, for example, uh, knowing what available um, car park spaces are in the in the car park across the, the town or in a, in a different area where they don't they don't they avoid uh, traffic and they avoid uh, uh, running necessarily to places that are going to be full. Um, and also uh, through the uh, smart uh, waste management uh, projects, for example, uh, towns can uh, uh, know when the containers are full and they can optimize the collection routes, uh, therefore uh, minimize the, the traffic, the, 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 the pollution and the noise of those uh, uh, garbage collection trucks. And uh, so there are many, many, I would say, citizen and social benefits to, to the application of this technology. Cool. So you know that on the LP1 market, people talk about uh, multi, uh, let's say, radio access network complementarity. Um, maybe, Antonio, what, what do you think about this complementarity between 4G, 5G, and LoRaWAN today that some people are trying to put us uh, into competition, but we see that not every technology can fit all use cases. So what do we think about that? Yeah, this is a very good point. And uh, let me go back maybe 20 years, beginning of the year 2000, when we were first uh, seeing new radio technologies coming in space, short range technologies such as Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. If you remember, I remember still well, because I started uh, at the late 90s uh, working for large telecommunication companies. And at that time, we were debat debating about Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So who they were insisting on the same radio spectrum for gigahertz, more or less providing the same kind of service. So everybody was thinking, OK, one will cannibalize the other. Uh, in reality, as of now, as of today, in year 2022, 
uh, both chipsets still are in my, in my and your uh, um, mobile phone. And, uh, and it happened in the last 20 years, the same. So uh, there are billions of chipset, Wi-Fi chipset and Bluetooth chipset that are sold inside the same, inside the same product. Why? Simply because these two technologies are really complementary because one Wi-Fi brings you know, high data throughput and where we don't really care too much about battery life, while Bluetooth instead is uh, providing you with, let's say, a, a smaller data throughput, but the longer battery life. This is the same for you know, the complementary between uh, 4G, 5G technologies and LoRaWAN. So as you said before, there is no one technology that fits all. In, real, in reality, what is, the, uh, what is driven the technology's choice is uh, the use case. So we have to look at the use case and decide which is the best technology that can fit. When we talk, uh, for example, about application where we need a high data throughput or we need zero latency, then 5G, 4G, 5G are the best choice. But when we look at uh, use cases where we need to send few data points per day, the packet is small, but we need to have deep indoor coverage, we need to have a very long battery life and so on, then uh, LoRaWAN becomes uh, the, the best choice in the market. So very clear, Antonio. I guess that, Manuel, uh, uh, deploying these uh, use cases is what you are doing every day. You are driving a kind of uh, ambitious project in Spain. What, what would be the next step for EveryNet in Spain? From your standpoint, we're we're keep, we're keeping we're, we're we're building we're keep on we're going to keep on building uh, and expanding our network, um, both expanding into new cities or new areas of the city uh, that are driven by uh, the customer demand. So different clients, different projects, different uh, uh, utilities or or smart city projects or 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 any kind of uh, 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 new. Clients we're going to go and build out there, but we're also going to densify areas that we have already covered to uh, allow different use cases. You know, and so for example, we've had a we can talk later on about this, but we have a, a water company in the northeast uh, where we have uh, uh, increased our our coverage uh, or our number of sites uh, by nine nine x. Uh, to densify, to go into, to provide the coverage, the deep indoor coverage that they need because of the water meters being obviously inside of the buildings or inside of like uh, uh, water meter cabinets that needed uh, a much better coverage than that was uh, street level that, that where how we started in the city. You know? So depending on where the rest of the projects and the rest of the clients take us, uh, we go and densify or expand the, the, the coverage. Yes, thank you, Manuel. I understand that uh, you have a smart uh, rollout in a way that in IoT, it's not like in cellular, you cover where people can use their mobile phone. Uh, and of course, a mobile phone with a human being can move close to the window. In IoT, it's not the same, right? You, it's, it would be stupid to deploy uh, 10,000 gateways in one part of the city where you will never have any uh, static devices and you have to uh, follow your, uh, the business. And even if you require, it, it requires maybe a 2000 gateway in uh, one part of Madrid, uh, here is the business, right? So I understand, it, I think this uh, mindset is pretty uh, 
shows that you well understood. Uh, what that is exactly right. We, we do provide, though, some initial coverage to begin with. That's, that's for sure. We need to provide some coverage. And in fact, we have had some customers say to us, uh, we really are glad that you already have this coverage uh, covering our city. You know, this happened also in uh, Malaga recently. Uh, because otherwise, we wouldn't even consider, uh, Laura, now that I know that you have coverage, fine. And then uh, based on the different deployments, we can go and chase them or, or follow them uh, when they tell us that they're going to expand. There's, a, there's another utility company in the Madrid area that has moved from one side of Madrid to another. And they have asked us, okay, so we're going to now expand into the deployment into the here, here, and here. And uh, by working with them fluidly and sharing the location of these uh, meters, uh, we were able to then say, fine. So what I need to then do is densify here, to here, and here to cover your, uh, your this belt around Madrid, for example. Right? And this is also the beauty of the technology, no? Because it's very flexible. So we can, of course, rely on uh, uh, tower company infrastructures, so high towers, rooftops, and so on. But we can densify wherever it's needed, in lamppost in any place closer to the to the meter. So we can build really ad hoc network for our client. Something that uh, in the, let's say, classical network, uh, mobile network operator side within GSM technology is uh, hard, to, hard to do, even impossible most of the time. Yeah, sure. So Antonio, even if LoRaWAN has become a global market, an ITU standard now, uh, deployed in 200 countries, every market is special, right? So what about the Spanish market? What, what are the specificities of this market? Yeah, what we have uh, noticed is that, uh, especially if we compare it uh, to other European countries, uh, narrowband IoT is highly pushed and promoted by the incumbents MNOs. Uh, and even if uh, the technology is not as mature as LoRaWAN, um, many, many companies uh, and utilities uh, rely on the promises of uh, coverage and deep indoor penetration uh, coming from, from the telecoms. And uh, this could uh, put them in, in risk, in future risk, uh, especially considering the battery life and the deep indoor penetration. Uh, the other spe special things of, of, of Spain, but it's, uh, we have some other cases in the south of Europe mainly, is that there are European funds coming in more and more, and uh, uh, Spanish municipalities are uh, becoming more and more smart. Okay, And uh, why? Because their, their main target is to provide services to their citizens to improve their lives, life, such as you know, controlling and mitigating air pollution, noise pollution, and smart mobility. Um, LoRaWAN in particular in Spain is getting more and more traction, uh, especially because of uh, these European funds coming in, especially because there are now large-scale projects across the world that are successful, and, uh, and they are taking this as an example for their, for their municipality. And uh, in particular, we are getting, I uh, would say on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, a request for trialing the technology from one side or to expand our existing pilots and projects. And uh, yeah, now the, the ecosystem and the technologies has reached 
a very high level of maturity and reliability and uh, the Spanish market is, uh, is accepting it more and more. Yes, you, you refer to uh, cellular IoT and uh, 4G, 5G. We, we know that uh, Naroband IoT, for instance, uh, except China, has not seen uh, its market yet. So can you maybe summarize how you make the difference with this Naroband IoT uh, hype or trend? Uh, more on the marketing side in Spain than on, in the field, right? Uh, like Antonio said, over here, uh, uh, opposed to other countries, the MNOs are really uh, pushing this uh, narrowband activity. And our, our largest um, uh, two points of differentiation uh, are uh, with LoRa One uh, are the uh, deep indoor coverage and the battery life. Uh, I've heard from some uh, solution provider that uh, our, bat our battery life with uh, LoRa One sensors can last uh, from uh, three times, from two to three times uh, longer than with narrowband IoT. Okay, so that is very key, uh, a key point for the utilities or for smart cities that don't want to have to change their sensors every so often, especially when they have water meters or gas meters deployed by the hundreds of thousands of millions. Um, in the case of deep indoor coverage, that's another big point because that's actually what the, what the utilities need more than anything. Uh, maybe street level uh, can be done with other technologies, but deep indoor, you, you really have to go through, uh, you should go with LoRaWAN, otherwise you may risk leaving a big chunk of your devices out of coverage. You know? um, then it, we also have a, a for, uh, uh, sorry, that the, we also have a, a, a flexible business model that we're trying to give to these uh, uh, clients, uh, which is we can uh, work on an OPEX-only model uh, so they don't have to invest anything on the connectivity, on the, on the infrastructure, on the radio. That's what we do. Uh, plus the network server, everything that we can provide. And uh, uh, we can... Uh, make sure that, they, that all of the devices are within coverage uh, so that they don't need to go and look for alternative uh, uh, technologies. That's uh, number one. Uh, number two is that we can also uh, adapt to what their deployments are. Like the example I mentioned earlier, uh, we can start with one area of one city or one region or whatever they are starting their first tests, their POCs. And as the POC turns into a, a full deployment, we can go and chase them and follow them to where they need the coverage. Uh, thanks to the to the partnership with American Tower, we have become uh, we have been doing this for a while now. So we have become quite uh, efficient and agile in the deployment. Uh, so it used to take longer, but now we can almost not guarantee, but almost promise to customers that within uh, two three weeks they can have coverage in an area. If they tell us with enough time and we tell uh, American Tower, we go and provide the equipment, they go and install it and, and, and set it up in, the, in their towers, and we can uh, have them have their sensors of the customer or the system integrator or whoever uh, on our network in, in a matter of, of, of in, in a few days. Uh, so that has also big advantage with regards to the other technologies uh, you mentioned before. Yes, it's cool. It's as if you had a nationwide network from day one, right? As you are able to deploy in a three weeks time. So from the customer point of view, uh, it's like uh, you already cover the whole Spain. That is very interesting. And as you don't know where uh, maybe the customer demand may go, 
you can adapt, right? Um, so Manuel, maybe how do you see the customer demand evolution uh, in Spanish IoT? More in the cities, more in rural, more in specific use cases? Well, we see it growing everywhere, everywhere. In the utility uh, market, uh, gas and water especially, it, it is uh, mainly driven by this uh, European regulation uh, that requires them then to have a remote reading of the meters and the long life of the meters. Uh, there's a, a minimum uh, life of the of the meter for of 12 years. So battery decision, the battery consumption is a big decision factor for the for utilities. In the case of municipalities, as Antonio mentioned earlier, there's a lot of uh, European funds coming in now, uh, well, to many countries, but especially in Spain, for funding digitalization and uh, sustainability projects. And so all types of municipalities, big and small, are, uh, are applying for and getting funds to go and improve their, their, their dif the different projects to improve their quality of life of their citizens. You know, they can do uh, smart street lights, they can do centralized monitoring of all of the air quality and traffic condition sensors, smart parking, smart waste management, etc. And so that is also fueling a lot of growth in, in, in this market. No? And, and those are the two uh, vectors I see uh, growing the market the most. Of course, there's industrial, there's uh, enterprise uh, projects coming in as well, but those were Uh, already coming in, and there were not, not uh, as, as many as to move the needle. What's going to move the needle a lot is uh, is the utilities and the smart cities. Yeah, it's very clear. Uh, Antonio, you are not just in Spain, and I cannot follow you. You are too fast. You opened the US last year. So in how many countries are you today? Yeah, uh, right now we are in 10, uh, in 10 countries in three different continents. Um, As you may recall, we started, as I said, even before the beginning of the podcast, we started our journey in Brazil with American Tower Corporation back in 2018 when we launched our first neutral host LoRaWAN network. And because of the success that we got and the traction that we got in Brazil, we decided to replicate uh, the, the same business model, the same approach in other geographies. We, we are following basically three main principles in our deployment. First of all, we are looking for local partners with our blue chips company, big company, tower companies or telecoms. They must be incumbent, very big, uh, that can guarantee us the possibility to be uh, nationwide, to deploy nationwide. Uh, the second one is we are not entering into countries where there is an already existing uh, LoRa network operator. Uh, the you know the radio spectrum is uh, is a very important resource. If so, duplicate or triplicate a LoRaWAN network is not really helping you know the uh, the, the success of uh, of the use case. And uh, and the, the third one is that uh, um, we have to respect our business model that is neutral host. So allowing third party to come in, to come in their own products, solutions, uh, and technology, and we just provide with, uh, our, with them with our, with our coverage. So based on these three principles, what we did after Brazil, we went to another small country like Indonesia. Of course, it's uh, just, uh, just a joke because it's another 200 million plus uh, people comp um, country. And we partnered up with Telecom Indonesia, that is the incumbent telecom 
there. Then we moved to Europe and uh, we signed an agreement with uh, American Tower de España. That was our first uh, national uh, rollout in Europe. And then we signed up an agreement also with Celnex and we started the deployment in Italy, uh, Ireland, and now we are deploying in the UK. Still in Europe, we have uh, a partnership with uh, Andorra Telecom for a nationwide uh, rollout in Andorra. In Iceland, with Rafal, it is uh, another company that started the deployment in the Reykjavik area. And in Bulgaria, with uh, IoT, IoT Net. The last one, as you mentioned, is uh, a partnership that we signed up last year with Croncastle for, for the US. And to be honest with you, this has been one of the fastest rollout that we had because in few, few literally a few months, I think in six months, we were capable to roll out, roll out a massive network that is now covering more than 600 municipalities. Wow, impressive. You know, I know that it's not always easy for you guys to share customer names and so on. Maybe Antonio, do you want to share a competing project that you have in Spain? Yeah, we cannot really, as you, as you mentioned, we cannot really share uh, the companies that we work with. But uh, I can tell you that uh, the majority and the biggest uh, uh, project that we have so far are in the utility market. So we have large pilots in Madrid and Barcelona mainly for, again, for gas meter and gas meter and what meters. Uh, we are starting also in the south uh, of Spain in the Malaga region and in the north, in the north, so in the, uh, in the Basque country. So um, these are, let's say, the largest uh, uh, opportunities that we have, especially considering the number of meters that has to be changed within the next five to 10 years. Other um, businesses or sectors that are growing a lot uh, uh, are in the smart city area, uh, where the smart city is looking for, you know, air pollution, noise pollution, and so on. But also, of particular interest right now is uh, our, is the street lighting uh, sector. Spain has uh, a mass number of street lights. The, we talk about 10 million street lights, and uh, the cities are making these uh, uh, street lights smarter. So, and here LoRaWAN can play a, a, an important role. And the last one is in smart mobility and smart parking, where we are seeing more and more requests from the market. And we recently signed up an interesting, important partnership with Bosch that is providing the, you know, the sensor and sometimes even the application part. And we are entering also this market, market massively. Cool. So Manuel, I will not tell you uh, where Spain is located. <laughs> it's in one of the best places in Europe to be the cross point between North and South, West and East. I think of the logistics business. Uh, do you think that you may play a role on this logistics market or at minimum interconnect with your neighbors or with other European countries? Because where you are, guys? Yes, yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Like you say, uh, we are a, a big entry point of uh, all sorts, all sorts of uh, uh, goods from from Latin America and from uh, basically the, the other way, the other side of the Atlantic. And uh, we can, and already, uh, our we have been monitoring the ports 
in Spain, uh, the port of Algeciras, which is the most uh, busiest uh, port of Spain, is uh, a, a top five of Europe of all sorts of, uh, well, because of all the traffic and containers coming through. Apart from that, obviously, the Barcelona, Valencia ports and, su and such, which are uh, some uh, some of them within perfect coverage already. We're talking, we're discussing with, with them. And, we're, and we've, one of our partners is looking into a large logistics center uh, that uh, transfers all of the container traffic from uh, maritime traffic to, to road or train traffic to go and distribute it uh, to uh, the rest of Spain and to Europe and to and it's a large logistic hub. And yes, there's a lot uh, we can do there. Um, once again, our international ex experience and, and, and the countries that Antonio was mentioning have already brought us some knowledge about what, what is it that can be done in those areas. And so for that use case, we can really do uh, from worldwide container tracking, you know, from the moment that a container goes into from the Jakarta port into you know Valencia or Algeciras in this time, in this case, uh, cold chain preservation of the frozen or or fresh goods, uh, maybe food that needs to be uh, kept at certain temperatures, or uh, compliance with the local authorities such as customs, or police, etc. Make sure that the, 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 the tracking of the container and who opens it and, and closes it and, and who has access to the to the opening close can be kept secure. Uh, and also safety procedures that can be uh, monitored within the port because a large port is almost like a city with thousands of people working in there and, 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 and safety uh, is important. Obviously, lots of accidents, work accidents can happen. And, and so there's different kinds of sensors and metrics that ports can use to, to enhance that, uh, that, uh, those safety procedures. No? So yes, we're looking, this is a market that we're looking into very actively. Thank you. Antonio, uh, EveryNet is one of the first LoRaWAN operators to implement roaming and probably the, one of the most advanced players into the ecosystem. So do you plan to connect Spain to other countries? So how do you see it? Yeah, so, um, so as, as, as you know, um, we have uh, run through this uh, roaming process uh, mainly across Europe. So we do roaming. Uh, we do both on, let's say, on land, uh, connect you know, our network to the network of other LoRaWAN uh, network operators. Uh, but we do it also on sea by connecting ports. This is uh, in logistic choke points, as uh, Manuel mentioned before. Um, we can enable a lot of logistic use cases, not only throughout Europe, but also overseas. Okay. So Manuel, you talked about ESG implementation of business development. I heard that you participated in uh, combating COVID-19 in Spain as well. That is, uh, it was not, mostly not anticipated as a strategy, but you were flexible enough to be there and to help to solving the problem as a team with the Spanish people, right? How, how did it go? Yeah, so when, when COVID first hit Spain, it was uh, actually very badly hit. It was the second country after Italy badly hit. And also very soon, um, the, every net management uh, started looking into ways to support the different hospitals. And so within our coverage, there were a number of hospitals in Barcelona. And in a few days, 
with the help of our first reseller partner, Redexia, uh, we were able to provide a smart hospital solution uh, with the different sensors for uh, COVID patients, the first COVID patients that, uh, that arrived at this hospital. And also, mind you, this is the first, well, this was back when we really uh, needed all the help we could get and we really had no uh, uh, material, no, um, or, or even information about how to combat the disease. No? Um, this uh, was a great help, uh, which everybody uh, appreciated. We, we did this, uh, obviously, pro bono. And uh, in such a terrible situation, uh, it, it was very appreciated. And we have kept the solution installed and it's still running in uh, these uh, hospitals, even the, after the, this, the, the pandemic stress was over. Cool, very interesting. So Manuel, you know that uh, multiple LoRaWAN operators or some LoRaWAN operators are climbing up the value chain. So we see on the, uh, on the market a lot of business model and please come to the LoRaWAN uh, World Expo in Paris, July 6 and 7. Everynet will be participating in a panel dedicated to this business model, LoRaWAN operator business model diversity. How do you stand regarding this, uh, let's say, business model uh, options? So, so in terms of uh, value prop, we're focusing obviously on the physical radio coverage, right? That's uh, the, 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 the very basic layer uh, to connect, to provide the connectivity to the devices and sensors. And then we forward uh, every data packet to either uh, the customer application or the customer platform, their dashboard, etc., using our own uh, network server, uh, or the lower network server of, a, of the customer or the vendor or the system integrator that is then responsible for uh, 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 relaying it to the application layer. No? Um, this is our this is our value proposition. We also, thanks to our experience in other countries, thanks to our experience in different verticals we can uh, provide to the different IoT projects that we start, uh, even if it's the first time we do it, for example, in Spain, we have experience in other places. And so we can bring to the different projects, the expertise, the, the experience in other countries, uh, what worked, what didn't, what are the best practices in the rollout, okay? Uh, and also uh, we can uh, make the connection with uh, uh, some tried and tested uh, reliable, Vendors of devices and sensors, we can we can we 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 can uh, leverage our uh, partner ecosystem uh, to go and, and and introduce them to different projects in 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 the world, but also to bring them to the client uh, that in specific place in Spain is looking for a solution that solves their problem. So how do you well, see? Yeah, sorry, just one thing, uh, Remy, just to emphasize what Manu was saying is uh, the flexibility of our uh, business model and architecture, actually. Uh, we say, bring your own uh, network server. This is one thing that is very important. So we can enable the network server of any third party or through roaming, through the classical roaming architecture uh, that is now becoming standard, is a standard in the, the LoRaWAN world. But actually, we can feed directly through our radio access networks. So we say, come, be our partner. Uh, with your own application devices, but come in and bring your own network server. In fact, we have you know, partnered up with a large, large network server provider uh, that uh, can connect enjoy, and uh, enjoy the coverage that we provide in all the different countries in the world. 
Do you have an idea of where this business model evolution goes? I know it's, yeah. it's a tricky question, right? Because yeah, it's a tricky question. So first of all, as I mentioned, uh, we, we are experiencing how this approach of being neutral host is winning because it's a matter of, uh, you know, of partnershiping and uh, collaboration. So everybody's doing the best that he can do. In our case, we provide, you know, carrier gate coverage with a 24 seven uh, network operation center and with SLA and KPIs. Um, for sure, uh, there are other type of network that are coming into, into play. We are hearing more and more the, for example, the satellite operators coming into, pay, into play. How we see the cooperation with them is that uh, they can compensate uh, coverage in a part of the country where there is not an existing terrestrial connectivity. So satellite and terrestrial connectivity and coverage can coexist and compensate each other, as well as community-based networks. They are also coming more and more into, into play and they can you know, offer an additional capacity to the, to the existing network. But as a basis for, for having you know, a successful IoT project is collaboration and partnership. Because otherwise, you know, if somebody's trying to do everything, that's not gonna be successful. Makes sense. You need to focus also for being successful and scale. So now if I want to connect every net in Spain, I can be a customer, a potential customer. What is the process? Who do, whom do I need to uh, reach out to? Sure. So you can uh, contact us at the email sales at everynet.com or through our uh, internet page, our webpage, and, um, uh, or us directly, us too. Uh, we can help you uh, prepare the, the, the project or the, at least uh, um, evaluate the project <clears throat> from a size, uh, expansion, geography uh, basis, uh, what is the use case, what the coverage you need, etc. Okay, giving our experience in other deployments in other countries, in other cities in Spain and in other um, use cases, we can tell you best if uh, what kind of network you need or what kind of coverage you need. So uh, give us a call and we can, uh, we can uh, help you prepare your project. Thank you. So before we close the interview, what if, if you could give a message, provide a message to the Spanish IoT market or end customer, what would it be? Yeah, would be come, come, come to us, join on our, our network. The network is available now. And if not, we can build it for you. Right, right. Thank you. It is crystal clear, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and sign up for new episode alerts.